Welcome to the Nature Photo Guys podcast, where we talk about nature photography from gear to our philosophies and everything in between. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax. You're listening to Joe Dujardin and Chris Gibbs, the Nature Photo Guys. So, hey, Chris, how are we doing this week? Good, good, Joe. How are you doing? How's things since uh, last episode? Not too bad. A little slow. Haven't done too much photography, but, uh, you know, hanging in there, doing some editing, that sort of thing. Good. Yeah, Um, that's good. I wanted to mention uh, congratulations on uh, 25 years of uh, marriage. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a good weekend? Away yeah, or we did have a good weekend, actually. Our girls surprised us and put uh, together a bit of a video with everybody uh, giving us some congratulations. And I saw your face on there. So thank yeah. you very much. Oh, no worries. I'm glad you had a good time. 25 years, eh? Wow. It's been a long time. Yeah, we've been together for 30, but uh, yeah, 25 years of marriage. So Cool. Well, congrats. Yeah. We got married when I was 10. So Oh, excellent. Asking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So yeah, so you know, Joe, over the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of questions. Um, uh, one person has said, Quentin, he is saying that, you know, he loves our YouTube version. He, he can actually see us and see our enthusiasm. So that's nice to hear. Okay. No. Awesome. Thanks. Glenn. Yeah. So some positives there. And, um, I got a couple quick, I uh, got a couple questions regarding my switch to Canon to Fuji. Have I done it? That kind of thing. Right. And, uh, I just want to let everybody know that no, I haven't officially moved everything over from Canon to Fuji. I'm still using both systems. However, um, you know, it's too expensive for me to go purchase the same lenses, you know, at 70 to 200, a 100 to 400, all these big lenses on the Fuji side. Yeah, so, you, you know, I, I, what I did was I found this, um, it's called a Fringer EF, uh, to FX pro two adapter. So here it is here. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Cool. So it's basically allows me to put this adapter on my Fuji camera. So Let's grab this here. So here's the Fuji camera, my Fuji X-T4. So it allows me to put it on here, just like you're putting on, you know, you know, just anything, any lens. So it allows me to put it on there. It's just, there's no lens in there. There's no glass. So it's just a little adapter. And now I'm able to take my, here's my 70 to 200. And uh, so there you go. So that's basically what it looks like. So the mm-hmm. adapter goes between my Canon lens and the Fuji X-T3 or X-T4. And basically it allows me to uh, continue with autofocus. So it actually, uh, the autofocus system continues mm-hmm. and uh, there's an aperture ring on there. So I'm able to adjust my aperture because the Fuji cameras basically have on the X-T3 and X-T4, they have a, a ISO dial on the top of it. They have yeah. a, sh- a shutter speed dial on the top of it. And the apertures are mostly controlled by the ring on the Fuji lenses. So oh, okay. um, this adapter, this is the Pro 2, the, the lower model does doesn't have the aperture adjustment on the adapter, but this one does. So I'm able to control the the aperture. So the speed of the autofocus and the speed of the camera, I can still get great shots, 15 frames per second. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear can that. Hear that so, yeah. yeah, so it, it's amazing. So, so the jury's still out on it. I've used it for you know some sports action kind of stuff, a bit of wildlife with the buddy. But um, yeah, I'm, st- I'm going to monitor it and see if I can use it for now. And you know, it's a, just a bit of a cheaper option for people. I think it was around five hundred dollars Canadian. Oh and, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's not not an astronomical price, and uh, gives me using the the beautiful lenses the of the Canon lenses that I use on my other cameras. So so now. Nice. This also gives me the ability to shoot 4K 
um, on my telephoto lenses and all that. So 4K wildlife for for lots of 4K footage that I couldn't before on my Canon 5D Mark III and 7D Mark II. Yeah, you gotcha. So, That's an yeah. awesome uh, little tool you got there. Yeah, so I just wanted to show everybody who's asking about that. So, uh, so yeah, so that's basically it. So far, I'll, I'll let everybody know. I'll test it for a while and let everybody know how it goes. And you had another question about why you shoot two bodies or something? That's right. I did get another question why I have two Fuji cameras. Um, so basically, in, in my video side, I do shoot two camera shoots. So I do two video shoots if I'm doing an interview or whatever. But on the photography side, I've always used two cameras uh, and, you know, as much as I can. I always have my one camera set up with my telephoto lens. You know, if I'm, I'm on Can you know, in Kananaskis and I'm looking for wildlife, I have that one good to go. But I also have my other one um, ready to go with a, a, a wide angle lens for landscape. So it's kind of how I've done it. I think you mentioned that maybe in one of your workshops in the past as well. Um, so that's kind of what I do. It's kind of a, a thing I always prepare. So I want to do the same thing on the Fuji side. Yeah, that's exactly it. I do the same. I have one uh, one camera body with a long telephoto. And then the other camera, I might have like a 100 to 400 or something like that. Gives me, sure. a, you know, a better range, right? So or I'll put on a, a wider angle, like a 24 to 70 or something. So 24 I got, 70, I got yeah. them both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're prepared for sense. whatever is happening, right? Yeah, you betcha. And I mean, if I'm out in the field too, I'll have that second camera body slung over my shoulder with a 24 to 70 and then carry my larger telephoto, like a 500 or whatever it is. And um, that way there, I can go from that trophy headshot to an environmental image right away right, right? Away, yeah, back and enough. forth right without having to sit there change lenses that sort of thing so um if you see me in the field you'll see me uh set up like that uh, quite a bit too so nice very good so joe last episode we talked about uh, aperture priority so uh you know this week why don't we talk about shutter priority because that's the natural move right so shutter priority so. on the camera um mm -hmm. you know is a little different than aperture priority because you're controlling the shutter, correct? That's right. And and for those that don't know, um, shutter is um, marked as a, a TV for a time value, or a lot of the cameras will have an S for shutter. So those are the the nomenclature for you know to set it to to shutter priority. And and what you're going to hear now is. Uh, we'll explain the shutter priority a little bit, but um, you're going to hear us reference back to aperture priority. Yeah, <laughs> and, the reason, four, right? and the reasons yeah. why. Okay, and just as a reminder, we talked about aperture priority in episode four, so um, we did. If, if you missed it, uh, go back, listen to episode four. Um, that, that'd be great. Get the, get up to speed a little bit. So, so shutter speed is is um, I guess the best way to to explain it is um, the amount of time it takes for uh, light to hit the sensor. So the speed is in seconds. Okay, so either fractions of a second, like one five hundredth of a second, or full seconds, like one, two, three, four and a half, five seconds. So we've got them on the fast side and the slower side. And when we're talking about uh, nature or wildlife photography, uh, we're usually talking about faster shutter speeds. Um, we're talking about trying to get a nice sharp image. Uh, I'm not talking about getting creative with slow shutter speeds and panning and everything else, but uh, I'm talking about getting uh, a fast enough shutter speed to freeze the action. Okay. So okay. like when we were talking about aperture priority and we set the aperture based on um, depth of field, with shutter priority, you 
you set it based on the speed you want, okay, the, the shutter you want to capture uh, the action. So um, in my case here, I'm usually in and around 1 250th to 1 500th of a second at a minimum to start. Okay. okay yep. So if I was using shutter priority, that's where I would set it. Then I would set my my ISO accordingly. And then the camera decides on what the aperture is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now there's a couple of drawbacks to that that I can see. Okay. For one, if you don't have enough, uh, if your ISO isn't set high enough, you're going to, depending on the camera, the aperture is going to blink or turn red or something saying that there's just not enough light coming through. Mm, right. For okay? sure. Okay. The second drawback is the camera is picking the aperture for you. So uh, in essence, it's, it's picking the depth of field for you. Okay. Now, whether you want it, you know, wide open and soft, or you want it, stop down and more you more items uh, or more of the frame in focus so you can see why we when we talked about aperture priority and starting with depth of field first uh, is an advantage okay so i mean that's that's what shutter uh priority is about right okay. so this way here you do get the minimum shutter speed you think is gonna uh, freeze the action and that way there you know you're not gonna get blurry pictures right so, okay. So when you're out in the field and yeah. you are, um, you know, you set your shutter speed, you're trying to capture, say, an elk running across the field. You're trying mm -hmm. to keep, you want to freeze the the elk in motion, correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So basically, are, are you thinking, you know, if you, if you're looking at an aperture of, okay, when that the camera's deciding F16 or something like that, and you're not really keen on the depth of field that it's producing, mm -hmm. are you thinking at that time that, uh, you know, just capture, you're just capturing the elk. You just want it running. You're not worried about depth of field or anything at that point. Oh, at, at times, absolutely. You, you can do that. But, you know, if you've got um, <clears throat> F16 as an aperture based on a, say, 1 500th of a second shutter speed, then you know your ISO is through the roof. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just too much like coming in, right? You're so not taking the time to make adjustments. That's right. And you see, with any of these settings, aperture priority or, or shutter priority, it's not an automatic, you know, you still got to pay attention to your settings, right? Right. And and what you'll notice with aperture and shutter priority is that ISO is the big one that you change to make it work, right? So it's shutter priority, okay? If you're at 1 500th of a second, okay? And your ISO is only at 200, let's say, okay? Yep. If your aperture... Um, number starts to flash or goes red or whatever your camera does to indicate there's something wrong, then, okay, I need to increase my ISO. ISO. I need to bring in more light so I can at least reach the minimum aperture to allow the sufficient amount of light to get the proper exposure. Right. right. So you still, yeah. you still got to think that way, but okay. I've got the minimum aperture now that will allow enough light in, but that's very shallow, right? You're shooting wide open, probably at 5.6, let's say. Okay. Now, is that what you want for your image? Shallow depth of field, or do you want more depth of field? And if you want more depth of field, then you're going to have to increase your ISO, right? Yes. So it'll give you more depth of field. So your aperture can start stopping down based on one five hundredth of a second. So you see, um, it, it, you, you have to learn the settings. You have to learn how they work with each other. You know, like our next episode, we're going to wrap it up with ISO. And then we're going to talk about how all three work together, like the exposure triangle. But 
this episode today, we're just trying to get, give you a feel for uh, shooting in, in uh, shutter priority, right? So I hope this is making sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, uh, if anybody has any questions, let us know and we can we can uh, pick it up on the next episode and, and clear it up if that's the case. Yeah, but- you betcha. So you can see how in episode four, talking about aperture priority, when I set the aperture, okay, um, it's going to be fixed at, say, 5.6. ISO is going to be fixed at, say, 400. Now, the camera is going to decide on the shutter speed, okay? Yep. And you can see right there, if it's not fast enough, I'm just bumping up my ISO. And it's a button at the top and scroll. Like, it's so fast to do to get my shutter speed up, right? And that's it. I already have my, I already have control of the image as far as depth of field goes, what I want it to look like. Now I just have to capture it with a fast enough or slow enough shutter speed, depending on the effect I want. Sure. You see, so there's really no limitations other than probably getting uh, too slow of a shutter speed in aperture priority with a low ISO, right? That's the only drawback. So, you know, when you hear click, click, it's like, oh, crap, my ISO is at 100, it should be at 800. You know, something like exactly, that, right? Exactly, yes, for sure. But, it, but with aperture or with shutter priority, you can see it's a li- there's a little bit more thought involved. Yeah, sure, I, I need to increase my ISO, okay, to allow more light in, to allow the aperture to, to, to get to where it needs to be. But now you're stuck there at, say, 5.6, you know? Um, okay, 5.6, but you wanted F8, F11. Okay, then you just keep increasing the ISO, right? Or you turn down the shutter, maybe a stop. You know, you go in from 1,500 to say 1 250th of a second, which still might be fast enough to capture the image. Yeah, if there's so no running animals or anything like that. That's right. right. Yeah. So, so you can work with both. Mm-hmm. But the biggest suggestion I can offer about aperture or shutter priority is pick one and get so good with that one that it becomes second nature. Exactly. You know, and that's with me with aperture priority. It's not even a thought anymore. Right. You just, you just, just do it. You know exactly what, my, what my, to do, right? Basically, yeah. that's exactly it. Yep. So everything you said, and I'm basically ready to change the ISO if I need to. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think in the daytime, you know, the, this, the consistent light throughout the daytime, it's not always an issue. It's, it's, you know, uh, you know, uh, eight, nine, 10, 11, as the sun's going down, the, the lighting is changing a ton and you've got to be fast. on that camera fast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And when are the prime times to shoot wildlife yeah. early morning, late evening, right? Yeah, right? So you have to be on it. Right. So that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah so that's, sure. that's, you know, that's a little bit about, you know, shutter priority. I mean, I'm not sure what else I could really touch on. You have anything to add with that? Or? No, I, I don't think so. I'm just, I'm just going to let everybody know. I mean, at, at the end of the day, just make sure you're, you know, if you're, if you're out hiking at nighttime, or you're looking for wildlife, whatever, pay attention to your camera, be prepared, right? As the light's changing, even though there's no animals that you have seen at the moment, make sure you're making those adjustments. So you're prepared for a bear to run across the, you know, through the forest or whatever. So you can capture that shot without having to oh. start playing with your camera because you weren't paying attention. Absolutely. Just take a test exposure. Yeah. Like just left up the camera, take an exposure, boom, see, Oh no, you know, that aperture isn't going to work for me in shutter priority. Right. That's so right. Yeah. Cause people get excited. They see the animals and start just firing and not think right. about their adjustments. That's right. Yeah. And most times what's going to happen is, um, you know, um, on some, some cameras, you'll get like a bounce of the shutter. It won't actually even take the picture mm. if um, your aperture 
uh, number or whatever it is is blinking or it's red or whatever it is, right? Right. So, right. Um, you just have to pay attention to that too, right? So, so with the light changing, you know, uh, you know, in the golden hour times, do mm-hmm. you find yourself using shutter priority more at those times because you know the shutter speed you're looking for and the aperture is going to make the adjustment as the light changes and with the ISO. No, I don't. You don't. Use I that, shoot. No. I shoot 100 in, in aperture priority. Okay. Yeah. I, ju- I just know where I'm at. I just know when to increase or, or know that I need to increase my ISO as the, the you know the the lights dropping, sure. okay, fading away, yeah. and that's just how I've done it for so many years. So, well, and you get used to the the depth of field that you like, right? You know, yeah. That's right, yeah. and that's all. That's I mean, when it starts to get darker and stuff, you're obviously opening up. I mean, yeah. you know, if you if you like that depth of field of say f eight f eleven, but um, but if it's becoming you know late evening, you're obviously going to be coming out to f five six f four whatever it is because you just need to allow that larger aperture uh, to absorb bringing all that light, right? That's right. You know? And some cameras can do a lot better than others, right? It's uh, uh, and, and that's why I, I kind of average it to five point six because it just depends on the quality of of lens you have, right? You know, and whether it's a, a fixed focal length or it's a zoom, right? Zoom lenses tend to have um, you know smaller apertures like four five to five six, whereas you can get a prime that's at f4 or at 2.8 you know something like that right so that's that's kind of my thought on shutter priority um like i said i don't think i've ever used it to be honest with you is that right yeah yeah because you can like i said and you're going to hear this in episode four like i said you can do it all in aperture priority right yeah you know what i mean yeah but again it's maybe people shooting in shutter priority says well we'll say the same thing Oh, you can do it all in shutter priority and you can absolutely Fair enough. it's just what you're used to doing yeah you if know? you've done it one way for so long well i'm not changing that's, the other way right it's that's right because yeah. it is the same thing yes. you know what i mean um you're, you're just trying to balance the exposure and get in the settings that you want right yeah for me it's just all about depth of field and how i want the, the image to look yeah right yeah you know i, I if you're outside midday shooting a rodeo and you need that one fifteen hundred two thousandth of a second to to stop the action, then sure, shutter priority is a, is a good fit for that, right? Yes. Depth of field at ISO one hundred, two hundred, even at ISO four hundred on a day like that, you're going to be at f eleven, f sixteen, anyways. You know what I mean? So you're going to get all that depth of field you need to photograph, you know, whatever the rodeo. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in those cases, I'd probably still be in aperture priority. It just it's and, what and you get too. used to, right? And yeah. And me too. And that's yeah. it, right? You know, shooting wide open in aperture priority or, uh, you know, stopping down, say, to F8, ISO 400. I'm going to be in the thousandths of a second anyways. Yeah, you know? ex- yeah exactly. Stop the ex- so you see, you, you can know. do it back in aperture priority, yeah, right? So, that's right. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to sound too biased because this episode is supposed to be about shutter priority, yes. right? Yes, I just kind of sure. want to talk about all three, right? So, um, but next, uh, the next episode, we're going to tie all three together with ISO. So Sounds give everybody good. a better, a better idea of what, uh, what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I think that'll be good. Be good. Everything gets tied together and then people can go out and try, you know, of all the settings and see what they do. And it's, that's the end of, at the end of the day, just get out there and try them to see what we're talking about it. We've used them for so long, get out there mm-hmm. and try them and see what they do for yourself. Yeah. See, see what works for you. Mm-hmm. There's no right way or wrong way. No, no. You know? Just different ways of getting capturing the image. And it's just like all the other settings on your camera. I'm a back button shooter, back button autofocus shooter. You know what I mean? Some use it off the shutter. Um, 
you know, um, it's just whatever, whatever you're comfortable doing, whatever, um, whatever becomes second nature to you, just leave it is, is my suggestion. Because when you're in the heat of the moment and things are happening, the last thing you want to do is pull the camera down, look at it, make adjustments, and then pull it back up to your eye and keep shooting. Right. Right. You know? That wolf's gone. <laughs> that everything is done. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you need to, it needs to be working second nature. And that's why I also say too, like learn the buttons at the top of your camera. Cause usually it's going to be like ISO, right. It's going to be, um, uh, white balance. It's going to be, um, it, it, mine on, on one of mine, it's uh, ISO, um, exposure comp white balance, um, other cameras, they're all different, but the two biggest ones for me at the top of the camera would be ISO and, uh, um, exposure comp, right? Yes, that's right. So, um, but again, I know this doesn't tie in the shutter priority, but it's just the fact that knowing where the buttons are on your camera. So when time comes to make an adjustment, you're not removing your eye from the camera. Exactly. It's second nature. Press the first button. Yeah. Turn it, adjust my ISO, and the way you go. It's like driving a car. You know where to yeah. put, the put your foot on the brake and the gas, right? It's the that, same that's scenario. That's right. That's right. So it's it's just one of those things. Just something to take into consideration. And um, the more Great. you do it, the easier it's going to be. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Chris, to uh, this episode? I'm not even sure how long we've recorded for. Uh, 22 minutes 22 minutes okay <laughs> time flies well we get we gave our our, our listeners uh you know something to think about anyways yes for sure we did <laughs> i always i always think like oh my god is it's gonna be too short like eight minutes I know. Or are we gonna ramble on for like an hour and a half and nobody's gonna want to listen yeah to i know me too i do the same thing well actually you know what guys um for those of you listening maybe uh throw down um in the comment section what you feel is a good average time for a podcast like for me i kind of like the shorter ones you know uh anywhere from 20 minutes to a half hour maybe 45 minutes because i can usually wrap it up in one session i mean there's other podcasts that i've listened to that are an hour and a half two hours long sure but in general i, I tend to like the shorter ones yeah uh, what about you you know, I do the same thing. I mean, you, you know, these days uh, we don't have too much time at, at most. So, you know, 15, 20 minutes is good. However, I've we've already had uh, been reported back to us that we wish your podcast was 45 minutes because that's the length of my drive to work, you know. Oh, geez. So, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to keep that in mind for the next one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There might be a lot of rambling going on in the next one because right. yeah. uh, we're going to be covering all three again, right? And uh, sorry, guys, if it sounds like there's a lot of repetition when we talk, but I find repetition really gets the point home, right? It really starts to sink in, right? Sure so, does. Yeah. So, like our next episode, we're going to talk about aperture priority again. We're going to talk about shutter priority, and then we're going to talk about ISO, and then hopefully it all kind of comes together. So. Yep, I agree. And um, and don't forget, if you want to hear about something specific on the podcast, drop us a comment, send us an email, and. Uh, let us know. Uh, yeah. We're always open to, uh, you know, any topic to do with uh, nature photography. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. And Hey, don't forget we're on, we're on YouTube as well. They can see our yes. smiling faces. That's right. Yeah. See us screw up or, you know, looking away or looking down <laughs> right. or, you know, yeah. all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so I think we'll wrap it up. Hey, eh, Chris. Yeah, I think so. If it didn't articulate well, let us know. And maybe in the next episode, we'll, um, uh, we'll try and do a better job. Sure. We can clarify some stuff as well. If clarify we, you, some you know, stuff. Yeah. And then uh, we'll know for next episode for, for ISO. 
Yeah. Cause I mean, to be honest, you know, when you've been doing it for such a long time, talking shop, um, you kind of assume a lot of people understand what you're talking about, right? Using certain terminology and stuff like shooting wide open, stopping down this, that. And then sometimes you realize, well, no, not everybody is up to speed, right? Yeah, you know? terminology. So right? I just hope this, yeah, I just hope this episode didn't get there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, that, I think that's a good point, Joe, because, you know, just like I know you and I have talked about this before, if, if you're listening and you hear something, you're not sure what it is, you know, just look it up. I mean, it, you can ask us, we'll, you know, we'll tell you next episode or we'll get back to you on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But, you know, I, you know, I know I've watched videos and go, oh, what are they talking about? Quickly Google it. Ah, now it makes sense, right? What they're actually. That's right. It, so that's, right. that's always handy as well. Or Alexa, whoever. Or exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, just to uh, finish things up here really quick, uh, I do have a workshop coming up September 17th to the 20th out in Waterton Lakes National Park with uh, Monica Deviant. So uh, you can check that out at joedesjardin.ca under the workshop tab. Well, that sounds great, Joe. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Nature Photo Guys podcast. If you have any questions, contact us at info at thenaturephotoguys.ca or message us on Facebook and Instagram at the Nature Photo Guys podcast. Make sure you listen to all our new episodes on www.thenaturephotoguys.ca or visit your major podcast providers, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll catch you next time on the Nature Photo Guys podcast.